I, we've we've really gone into this topic ad nauseum, but I, I don't <laughs> think it's a good fit. I, I feel like everything's a lie. He came out and he wanted to go to the Jets. Like nobody's ever said that. Nobody's ever meant no. it. He said he intends to play for the Jets. He never yeah. said he wanted to go there. Right. I thought the word choice was interesting. They're the only people that were willing to take on the whole albatross that is his contract and his personality. Hey, Aaron, where are you? Where is a Aaron right now? That's what Jets. No, a Aaron, huh? Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, a Aaron. Aren't you about tired of listening to sports shows with all the woke bullshit? So are we. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. And now, here's Eric, Angela, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Glad to have you with us. Thank you for those reviews. I know you left one. It's another beautiful rainy day in March here in the Dairyland, but we're like mailmen. No matter what, we're going to be here. Chris is here making sure everything works, keeping the show happening. We got Angela and John as well. Coach is en route back to Oklahoma right now, but he'll be back next week. John, how are you? How's the bandana? It's good. The other one's in the wash. It was starting to smell. So yeah. You gotta swap those <laughs> you gotta, out. Yeah. For all the dudes out there, you gotta you gotta wash that stuff. Yep, you gotta swap those out. It's like uh towels. Dan Orlovsky said he uses a towel about 30 times before he washes it. Uh-huh. I mean, you just add that to the list of things Dan Orlovsky says that no one cares about and is probably a lie. He's very weird. What <laughs> is the optimal? Weird. I mean I'll use a I'll use the same shot the same shower. I'll use the same <laughs> towel what twice, maybe a third time. Not not anything anything over three, I think, is starting to cross the line, in my opinion. Angela, is that an acceptable answer? I think two is definitely the sweet spot. Three, if you're somehow are running out of time, low on time, and you just can't, you're just being lazy. I don't know that I've changed a towel until I got married to Kate. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> You're the and guy I still, I don't, still don't change the towel. All you so. need is Show up to work smelling like mushrooms, and like like weird, like dead skin yeah. and mushroom fungus. All you need is two: a dry one and a wet one. And the wet one tomorrow will be dry. <laughs> then you go to a woman's apartment, and it's like she's. A what are you talking about smelling? When I get out of the shower, I'm clean. Yep. So you hang it's it up. It's just water. I mean, yeah, you hang it up, of course. Yeah. I, you, no. Angela, you're a woman. Of course you hang it up. Men are different. They just throw it on the floor. Oh, yeah, I had there's a fairy that lives at my house that puts my toothbrush <laughs> in the in a tooth. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> I, I just throw my shit around and then when I come back, it's folded. Boom. Every night. It's little fairies that come in. Yeah, you uh, better watch out. That fairy take, might cut your dick off. I take, the, I take the last squeeze of toothpaste. When I the next morning when I come in, brand new tube. Don't know how <laughs> that. Wow. Don't care. I don't care to ask. The fair. You know, I just go with it. The fairies even ordering more toothpaste. That's incredible. Nice. We had picture day uh yesterday. 
Nikki yeah. Danielson Photography came down here. Thank you, Nikki. Yes, thank you, Nikki, for all she of your awesome. N-I-K-I Danielson, just like it sounds, if you want somebody to take pictures of you and actually uh, not be weird. Because we're, what, some 40-year-old dudes? And it was actually a good time. It was a little awkward. It wasn't weird. It was weird until she got here. But I was like, how are we going to do this? And Coach, you know Coach. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of crazy old man. Yeah, did you guys do the George Costanza underwear laying couch thing? Because that would have been epic. I tried Coach to play with the baseball bat, and coaches are like, well, what are you doing? Hey, <laughs> put that down. Just here. Here. Get your collar up. Yep. Oh, Fucking my God. Man. Well, yeah. She, uh, I just imagine coaches looking like this. Yep. That's exactly yeah. right. Yep. But she loosened us up. It was a good time. Yeah, she was legit. Yep. So what? You'll start to see actual decent pictures of us out there on the interwebs someday I soon. I don't know about that, but <laughs> there will be more pictures. These yep. ones might be glossy. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Sign me up for a three by five. It was oh, like yeah. old, it was like old Mills, JC Penney's kind of style. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Were you well, leaning on a piece of driftwood by chance? Yep. yep. Nope. No, we got the uh hockey stick and baseball bat out. We did some action yeah. shots. Fresh windbreaker on. Yeah. We did some uh, pants, some candid shots, I believe that's an industry term. Put a lighter on in here. It is so much awkward and it just exploded. <laughs> Killing ozones over here. Yeah. It was like <laughs> remember those days. I bet Angela, I bet your hair was high in the nineties. Yep. I bet oh, those I was were the, all the way um, up. Like like Heather Graham and license to drive. Oh God. no, no, that wasn't me. I was the crunchy moose girl. I was I had curly tried. No, no, I, I can't do oh, that. It ripped your hair out. But back then I didn't give a crap. <laughs> so I was right. crunchy moose gal. Mm. You couldn't run your fingers through my hair. You'd be ripping out at the road. I had a shitty bowl cut. My hair cutter, it didn't dawn on me until years later, but I was like, Mom, did you really take us to get our hair cut in a trailer? Yes, she did. She did. Somehow a lady had a whole setup in a trailer. Excellent. She also lived in. Low overhead. Becky Schmeagle cut. Yep. Becky Schmeagle cut. Her name was Midge. Oh, sorry. Ours was out in the front yard with the sh- with with just some shears, just <laughs> with the same towel wrapped around it that you use yeah, for five like days that. in a row. Yeah, that all my brothers use, but we all hang it up, so don't worry about it. Midge's <sighs> trim and tackle shop. You can get some night crawlers and get your hair cut over by sure. Midge. She's got worms. <laughs> I got worms. <laughs> okay, what sports podcast? We should talk about sports. There's a lot of sports to talk about. We got to start with NFL news. Jimmy G went to Las Vegas. Our beloved Jamal Williams went to New Orleans, three years, 12 million. I think he's going to do really well down there. Speaking of running backs, the Cowboys released Zeke. Miles Sanders went to Carolina on a four-year deal. Uh, Justice Hill re-signed with the Ravens. I think that kid's going to be something. He's. I'm going to stick him on the dynasty bench again and just leave him sit there and never be able to use him. But he's qu- those quick little guys get me. <laughs> Denver said they want a first for Jerry Judy or a second and a player. Juju went to the Patriots for three years, 33 million. Jacoby Myers is pissed. Hayden Hurst went to the Panthers as well. A bunch of Bengals left, and they only signed a couple guys. In addition to stealing Big Bob Tanyan, your Bears also picked up P.J. Walker. That's a nice little uh, replacement in case Monty, the Bulls get hurt. They yeah. lost Montgomery. Detroit's now the uh, the favorite. If I I checked DraftKings last night, Detroit's wow. is the favorite in the NFC North. Kind of exciting. 
bizarre that was world. before the Tunya move, so I have to check again. <laughs> yep, Cole Komet and Big Bob Tunyon. You might have the best tight end duo in the know. league. Cole Komet's stone hands, man. Yeah, he gets open. He has been impressive. I'll be honest. There were high hopes coming out of Notre Dame, but just somebody who hasn't lived up to expectations whatsoever, and everybody makes excuses for him. He's just not getting it done. It's a results-based business. I'm hearing myself somewhere else. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> what? I said you're the only one. <laughs> okay. Well, then it's good. Then we're cool. As long as the listener isn't experiencing it. I'm going crazy anyway. I'm used to it. DeAndre Hopkins reportedly available, so every fan base thinks they're getting him, including the Patriots. I don't know what's going to happen there. They need something. They do not have good wide receivers. No. They have Devontae Parker. They just picked up, oh, Paris Campbell. Like, they just refuse to get a wide receiver you've ever heard of. <laughs> That's been their MO for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times can you get a, a an athletic white guy and make a wide receiver out of him? I think they've run out of uh, chances to do that. There's only so many lacrosse. At a, at a certain point, you just got to get an absolute machine to get out there and start catching balls. You can't just grow them. No. You need to get you one of those Megatrons. Darren Waller. This pisses me off. Darren Waller went to the Giants for a third. The Packers offered them a second at the deadline, and they said no. And then we offered him a second again at the end of the season, and they said no. Well, he's well, married what now. What gives? He's married now. So his, <laughs> his draft value or his uh, value dropped. He he married a professional athlete, I think. Yeah, uh, WNBA player or something like that. So maybe maybe his value went down after he got married. <laughs> it's rumored that he demanded the trade after Josh McDaniels at the Combine told people he was getting married when they hadn't announced it yet. Oh boy. And then he wasn't he was. invited. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yes, that's NBA level petty drama. Yeah. I'm loving all these transactions. It seems like every year there's five or six teams who go all in. But there's only one team that can win, so there's a few that are just totally screwed. I still have my quarterback. Nothing happened there. He's just staying. No market. Yeah. Pat- no market. <laughs> Somebody picked up Patrick Peterson. I can't remember who, but he is no longer a Minnesota Viking. I can't remember where he went. That's on me. I'm looking I'm at these. Actually. I should I didn't. Look. He is. I mean, he's got to be pushing 40. Well, in summary, I mean, if we're looking at the NFC North, it looks like the Bears are sweeping up players and the Packers are uh, standing flat footed. Oh, the Stillers. He went to the oh. Stillers. He's 32. Wow. Feels like he's about 37. <laughs> yeah, we're just not doing anything. We re signed Keyshawn Nixon. Keyshawn Nixon. Boy, I should have that too. And they called it a free agent move. I really hate when they call re-signing a guy who was already on your team a free agent move. You're really not doing anything if you're doing that. Should we talk about the Aaron Rodgers thing? He broke his his silence and joined the Pat McAfee show on Wednesday. He had a good half a million, more than that, people watching. He said he was in the dark for five days and four nights. Did we not hear reports? Of two days and out. It was. He saw one. (laughs) He saw the moon once. 
gosh, this what guy, a sleep. This guy like could be days. more annoying if he tried. <laughs> I don't know any one person on earth that's like, yeah, I'm on his side. Right. <laughs> well, at McAfee. At, yeah. Well, yeah. Those boys love him. He said, well, he said he hallucinated in there just from being in the darkness for so long. That sounds pretty wild. Sure. Um, he also said before he went in, he was 90-10 leaning towards retirement. Bullshit. And then yeah. he came out. He said the Packers told him, take as much time as you need. And naturally, he was said, okay, I'm going to take all the time. And when he came out of the darkness, he learned that they were shopping him around the league. And then he got pissed. All of a sudden, now he wants to play football. Do right. the, I mean, if you're the Jets, do you really even know what you're getting? Do you want that? Yeah, he's such a child. But he and he heard it from a guy from guys, mostly players, like other guys, guys who know guys who know guys. Like that's not even adult. That's like a that's like a seventh grade girl telephone in the hallway conversation. Wouldn't you go straight to the sources and be like, hey, this is what I heard. This is my future in the balance. I'm gonna leave it up to what somebody's bro's bro said. The reports are that the Packers came out a while ago and said, we're moving on. Yeah. And yeah. then and he's just, he's just lying. To yeah, but everybody. that's how he said it. That's exactly what he said. He heard it from like other players, kind of like he definitely was trying to make them look bad by saying that he like, hates green Bay. He does. He does and not he's like become this. such a villain that I'm on the Packers side in this as a villain. <laughs> the fuck is that? Shit! I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. That's what, that's what he's saying going to New York now. <laughs> yeah. Dying in this country fucked up town. It's my favorite oh, YouTube man. video ever. <laughs> so it's right up, right up there with backup Terry. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where the reporter eats the bug, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the best. <laughs> oh gosh. That's when John sent that. That's what I and I played that. I was like, oh, this is what I definitely picture Rogers. <laughs> you know it's a guy when you're like, I better mute myself and laughing too hard. Oh gosh. I mean, I we've we've really gone into this topic ad nauseum, but I, I don't think it's a good fit. I, I feel like everything's a lie. He came out and he wanted to go to the Jets. Like nobody's ever said that. Nobody's ever meant no. it. He said he intends to play for the Jets. He never yeah. said he wanted to go there. Right. I thought the word choice was interesting. They're the only people that were willing to take on the whole albatross that is his contract and his personality. Hey, Aaron, where are you? Where is a Aaron right now? That's what Jets. No, a Aaron, huh? Well, you better be yeah. sick, dead, or mute, A.A. Ron. Here. Why didn't you he, answer me the first time? Huh? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking, I said it like four times. So why didn't you say it the first time I said A.A. Ron? I was inside of a tree. I didn't. I, I knew a guy that said he was going to go mute for a, for a month like a monk would, and he lasted like three days. I feel like Aaron Rodgers That's a would long do that. Fucking time. Can I just say his that? roommate said, "No, you're not. I'm not yeah. having you walk around pointing at things or leaving notes. Yeah. You're talking. <laughs> so you want to trip the much rent for that bullshit. I ain't writing nothing down. Yeah. <laughs> I went into a saltwater. I went into a saltwater pod, you guys, where the water and the air was the same temperature pitch black you feel weightless like there's no pressure on your body i started hallucinating and i was only in there for an hour 
Whoa. <laughs> just saying. Wow. No, I, I just think it'll be a disaster. I can't wait for New York media to rip him apart, Ooh. to question every single step he makes, for him to be a smug bastard like he always is. Yes, John, they're going to eat him up. He's not going to get away with that. He's no. been spoiled. This yeah. is fucking Green Bay. He you went from being more popular than Santa aunt. Claus yeah. to now he's going to be New York City pizza rat level. Like these, yeah. these, these reporters are running shit by his mama. Yeah. Is it okay to, to, to ask Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. It ain't like that. When no. Fucking no. New, New York, York media is going to find the family members he hates and talk oh, to them. Gonna, oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently there's a few, right? Questions one through five. Are you vaccinated? <laughs> 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 so have fun with that yeah he's all love and gratitude it's these scoundrels in the front office who are holding everything up trying to get adequate compensation for a hall of fame quarterback those what assholes. if next month he's on a pfizer commercial we're all are you fucking kidding me oh my god i would die Gosh, what, a, what a red flag statement i i don't know anybody who says love and gratitude who isn't an asshole right like nobody actually, unless you're, that. unless you're at Hobby Lobby reading the signs. Come on, yeah, <laughs> that is the live, laugh, love of oh yeah, idiot thirty eight year olds who want to live like they're twenty two. I tell you what, once you touch flies and green if, you're, if you're the guy who's walking around trashing your front office and walking around saying I don't have the tools I need and walking around saying all that stuff. Who's going to be so excited to pick you up when you're going to be that way? Not only did he walk around for the last three years screaming, you're not getting me anybody. And he had fucking Devontae Adams. He fucking is taking all the wide receivers with him to the Jets. Yeah. All the weapons that he said he he didn't Didn't have use. He's taking the fucking jet there. They signed down Lazard. Oh, Lewis. Receivers. He didn't tell them to do that. He was just talking longingly of them. Dude, that was so stupid that you think that. That was the most annoying part for me. Allegedly. When Pat, Pat asked him about the list of players that he demanded that the Jets, and he asked it, and, you know, he set it up for him perfectly. Right. Everybody's saying, uh, you know, you went in there with this list of demands. What? And you told them that you want Randall Cobb. What? And you want, <laughs> and so he's like, no, I didn't know. Of course I didn't. Yeah, no. I'm basically the Dalai Lama. Now, did I talk about guys who I enjoy playing with longingly? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so that's the same thing. Yeah. Right? That's the same thing as them saying, well, the FBI didn't demand Twitter to take any that's, post down. Well, right. I mean, it's implied, motherfucker. That's, right. It's the same thing as, as your kid asking you, hey, can I go sleep over at, you know, Michelle's house? And you're like, mm, boy, I... I feel like if the dishes were done, I would have a more positive answer to that question. And then the kid does the dishes. You demanded that they do the dishes to get what they want. Right. In a roundabout way. And that's what this was. Talk longingly immunized. I'm over it. I'm ready for love. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to become a, who is that? Foreigner? Boston? Boston. Is that Boston? I I don't know. We're gonna find out. It's <laughs> another thing I should know. Here's something I learned. A bad company. There know. it is. Oh, bad company. Bad company what? with the hit single "Bad Company" from their album "Bad Company." <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was Boston, it would just have that classic baseline. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. All right, well, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out with the power of the Steppenwolf. Internet. I don't know. <laughs> Here's what I do know. 
New Year's Day in 1946. We still have boys deployed over in the Pacific, and naturally, as Americans, we're used to watching football on January the 1st. But you can't exactly have a football game in Nagasaki. The place is leveled at that point. You wouldn't know it by looking at her now, but America used to do the impossible all the time, like all the fucking time. Now, we don't do shit but consume. We're in the fat Elvis stage of our country's life cycle. But back then, <laughs> back in the twin V8 Mickey Mantle days, we got shit done. So they flew out an NFL star bullet Bill Osmansky and the 1943 Heisman Trophy winner Angelo Bertelli to be the team captains for these 20-something Marines who were going to play football. They called it the Atom Bowl. You can look it up. I did. They literally cleared out nuclear fallout in a rectangular area and played a football game. It started as a tackle oh game, God. but due to so much broken glass on the ground, they switched to two-hand touch. That's wow. just a different time. Wait a minute. They didn't stop. They just switched to two-hand touch. <laughs> you know, I didn't even notice that. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm That's sure it was two-hand shove. Badass. Just pretty incredible class. That is incredible. 1946. Like the what month did the bomb drop? That was June. It was 45. I don't know what month. So this is like, I don't know, even a full calendar year later. That's wild. That is wild. It is interesting. Yeah. That's a different generation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. a different generation. I got some NBA stuff. Fred Van Vliet, he had some fouls called on him last week that he definitely didn't agree with, and he spoke his mind at the podium. I wish more players would do this. I think it's like a minute long. Producer Chris has it for us. I mean, I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was fucking terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just fuck the game up you know and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row um denver was tough obviously you come out tonight you're competing pretty hard the third quarter i get a bullshit tech changes the whole dynamic of the game change the whole flow of the game and um you know most of the refs are trying hard i like a lot of the refs are trying hard they're pretty fair they communicate well and then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and um <laughs> just kind of fucks the game up nobody's coming to see that shit they come to see the players and um i think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So <laughs> at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome. Damn. Naming like the ref. I, I like love it. it. Totally. I mean, he's not, he's not being an idiot. He's not saying we lost the game. Like he, he owned up to a lot of that. And I think he points it out. <laughs> Two out of three refs are just being dicks. That's I mean, that's exactly how I would phrase that whole interaction. I was going to say, if John was really, really mad, that is exactly how John would have worded that. <laughs> these guys just keep fucking up the game. <laughs> Yeah. That's what makes it credible, and because he's he didn't blame the loss on that. That's like the icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah. I I like Fred VanVleet. He had a sick series when uh, Toronto won a couple years ago. I haven't tuned in this year. There's just been too much moving, and I'll watch the playoffs. But I did catch this. I've caught a couple games. Um, 
they get the whole game has to there has to be somewhat of a change either shorten the season or all the breaks and everything you don't even know what you're watching the guys don't seem genuine so stuff like this when he comes out and says it you know he actually cares game in game out you appreciate that a lot yeah yeah he needs, what... an, he needs a good endorsement he's just an honest guy yep big fred van vliet guy now and naming the ref, he only they only find him 30k for that, which seems light considering guys you've never heard of in your life are making a hundred million dollars in the NBA. Yeah. So, a $30,000 fine that's like five bucks. <laughs> worth it, totally worth uh, it. <laughs> Jim Beheim air quotes retired, but make no mistake, that guy's a prick. But did you see a this? Lot of- this interview yeah. was so weird. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, what. Well, I was going to say he's uh, he's won a lot of basketball games. One thousand one hundred and sixteen. Sure, the last year or two were rough, but that's how most people go out. I have a problem with how he was fired after the game. They asked him if he'd be retiring and he said he didn't, he didn't know. That's up to the university. Is that what you were talking about, John? Yeah, if you like the the reporter was just looking for an answer as yeah. to what's going on. And he was just, I don't know. Uh, I want to be back. I don't know. It's up to the university. And then it seemed like he was, it seemed, it seemed like they asked him at the wrong time and they were in the middle of negotiating whether he's going to come back or not. And he did not give coach speak of like, well, we'll see where we're at in a week, two weeks, blah, blah, blah. See how everything goes. <laughs> it was like, I have no idea. Yeah. It's up to the <laughs> university. Like, Oh wait, why? Like he, all of his answers just begged more questions. Like, <laughs> Do you know what's going on? Yeah, they're like you should know. And he's like, I just want to stay at Syracuse forever. <laughs> like now I feel sorry for you. Now I feel like right? I asked, asked yeah. the elf in the room question. And th- yeah, then a couple hours later, we get a Twitter thank you from the University of Syracuse <laughs> as they let us know Coach Beheim has retired. Well, first of all, nobody believes that. Second, what was the rush? Why couldn't we let this guy announce it a couple days later with some dignity? Hey, um, you know, leaving the university after all these years. I think that reporter said, you want to, you want to coach next year. And he said, oh, I didn't say that. He was being as confusing <laughs> as possible. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that relationship just went to complete shit. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't say that is definitely not a yes. <laughs> yeah. Ask he didn't handle that one. Well, no, these people, uh, these people handle the situation, the snorkeling couple. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but this couple is about to own a snorkeling tour boat in Hawaii and possibly more than that. Honeymooners Elizabeth Webster and Alexander Burkle were on their honeymoon and booked a snorkeling tour off the Lanai coast. Aw, that's <laughs> beautiful. Well, congrats to the Burkles or the Webster Burkles. I don't know how they decided to play that. I'm not going to make assumptions anyway. They're snorkeling. They're doing their thing, taking pictures underwater and all that. And they look up and the boat is pretty far away from what they recall. So they swim towards the boat, making no progress because the boat is driving away. And it just left them there half a mile from this little island. And eventually they realized they'd been left and they swam to this island and had to be rescued Gilligan style. Excellent. He wrote SOS and help on the beach with like rocks. Um, He said if it wasn't a couple that was young and fit, they probably would have drowned, said their attorney. 
Jared Washkowitz, that's Yuana Witz, alone (laughs) on the beach with no money or cell phone, Webster wrote, help, and SOS in the sand. They were eventually rescued by two Lanai residents who helped them return to Maui. They called Sail Maui, which is about to be called Sail Burkle, who hadn't even realized the couple was missing yet. Oh my God. How well, elementary kind of... is like, okay, do we got a head count? Can we leave? Everybody raise your hand. Are you with hey, your assholes. <laughs> right? What was the home alone kid below deck? And he popped up and counted him. Oh my yeah. God. And how, wouldn't you play that off? Like you, Oh, thank God you found him. Not what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> not missing anybody we went out with 17 we can oh oh 15 is less than 17 <laughs> that's bad so i don't I'm know looking what at of... so they they got stranded in the ocean and they had to go to an island lanai there was some little island that you know it sounds like it was just like a palm tree and a couple bushes that was a half <laughs> mile from where they were snorkeling that they swam to because if you're snorkeling, you also have to have a life vest. So let's not act like this is Jonah getting swallowed by the whale. Oh, okay. Mm. Life vest does change the bravery level for me. At least that's how it was but when I went. They got Put your life vest on, white boy. That's what they would say. I'm taking you snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys were awesome, though. They got tiger sharks out there. I would not. I don't like. once If I go in the ocean over, like, waist deep. I get I get uneasy. I don't like it. There's way too much shit in there that can eat me. I like being on land where I'm at the top of the food chain. The infamous jellyfish sting. Yeah. Yeah, the box jellyfish. You can't even see it. That thing will kill you. Mm. Playboy is back. Playboy is relaunching its iconic magazine as a digital front end for its recently launched platform that lets individual creators charge a monthly fee for access to exclusive content. If that sounds exactly like OnlyFans, that's because it's exactly <laughs> like OnlyFans. <laughs> the company ceased the print edition of the mag. Wow, this article called it a mag. I don't like that. In March 2020, nearly 70 years after its debut. That's a hell of a run. So now they're going to do color features, which will be available for free, while the behind the scenes and full photo shoots will be available only for subscribers. Well, that's not... Uh, there's just no place for Playboy in today's society. I mean, nope. do you think the models want a paywall and a and a pimp to take 10% of the cut? No. They're trying to sell Jolt Cola to a country that's hooked on crack at this point. <laughs> yes, they are. Right. <laughs> like, sadly, those, you know, days are behind us. The, every depraved act that's ever been performed is just right there in your pocket if you want to find it. So I don't know what. You know, I don't know what the half 2.0 thing is going to do, but what's the dollar bet club doing? Chris was Chris is fully engulfed in flames over there with his tournament bets. Yeah, gosh. Well, yeah, we haven't gotten into the tournament yet, but um, wasn't happy with today's results. But let's pull up the dollar bet club. We threw uh, quite a bit. Thanks to last night's plus money golf. Feeling pretty good. I also like to throw in one before I listen just to see how smart I am. And if they copy me, and they did. The (laughs) Justin, we decided it's Justin Suh, and we're not just being bros about it. Yep. The guy on TV said Suh. Yeah. So I threw in Justin Suh, then realized I threw it in twice because uh, uh, they they 
they copied me is what I'll say. Got Ben Griffin plus 225, top 20. Justin Suh, top 20. Tommy Fleetwood, top 10. Uh, Justin Rose, top 10. Eric Cole, let's see if he does a lot better than he did last week for a top 10. And then uh, Sam Burns, uh, plus 1,600 to win it all, maybe a three-peat. And then uh, I looked at some of the what I saw as value plays for the first round. I think um, Providence plus 150 money line and then USC plus 110 money line. So love. I think Providence might, they might not be the team now. It might, who knows? It might be uh, the nerds. Uh, Was that Princeton? Princeton might be the, uh, the Cinderella story, but I was thinking Providence. They're a scrappy group. So yeah, we're active. We, uh, we got, we got 10 bucks out right now. Love to see it. All kinds of action. Multi-sports. This is something I'm thinking about wagering on the NBA MVP race. All season, it was basically mm. Jokic leading the charges. Free money, like minus 300 or something like that. It was a guarantee. Then Embiid entered the chat, as the kids say, and it became more <laughs> of a two-horse race. Now the Nuggets have had a losing streak. The Bucks are on fire. Giannis keeps having big games. And I think plus 495. Actually, when I wrote this last night, it was plus 495. I saw plus 350 today. So Giannis is moving up. They're not going to give Jokic a third straight. MJ didn't get three in a row. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because he wasn't the logical choice that third year. It was a matter of we can't keep giving the same guy the MVP. So if that applies to everyone except Larry Bird, then I think it applies to Nikola Jokic. So that brings us down to Giannis and Embiid. Go Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. This brought up an interesting, stupid argument on ESPN with Kendrick Perkins saying that MVP voters are racist, which is pretty comical. I mean, he had to dig pretty deep and stretch it pretty far when he said uh, Dirk Nowitzki won it over Kobe, and that was racism. <laughs> I mean, ESPN, folks, that's, that's what they do. Um <laughs> You could argue the the reverse if you wanted to be an idiot and say that uh, they're not going to give Jokic a third one, but nobody's making that argument because nobody, quite frankly, believes MVP races have anything to do with race in the NBA. Um, But I do agree, like, at a certain point, it's like, does he really deserve three? I think Giannis Giannis is is very well-deserving. Embiid is very well-deserving. yeah, it's I, I know it impacts people's money and people bet on it and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a qualitative assessment of quantitative data. So it's highly political. Yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, Jokic got his first one basically because they didn't want to give Giannis a third in a row. Just, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just got a kick out of the whole J.J. Reddick, Kendrick Perkins argument about race. <laughs> and it was just like. <laughs> I think J.J. Reddick handled it perfectly where he's just, I don't think that's the case, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's just just take a look at the NBA and I don't know. Kendrick Perkins, is, he's like dude Jamel Hill. He's just yeah. always looking for an argument of a political yeah. nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's plenty of other stupid topics you could bring up and and have honest discussions about in the NBA if you're ESPN. And that's just one where like you immediately change the channel because it's, I don't even want to hear the arguments of this. Wow. 
looking at our podcast. We got a lot of meat left on the bone here, guys. This is going to be a good one. First, I should let you know, a study show that people who visit CannaBloomPharmacy.com have less day-to-day anxiety and better sleep patterns than those who don't. Go see our friends at CannaBloom Pharmacy with an F. You'll see Jake at Hemp Farm. He will inform you of everything you need. He knows all the stuff. We went down there today, and he was educating us on uh, the science behind all this stuff. And uh, he's very knowledgeable. So we're going to get some Jake from Jake from Hemp Farm action going on. It's going to be good stuff. Whether you have aches or pain, problems with sleep, or your dog is scared of thunderstorms, they have natural and effective products that will help your situation. Or you could head over to 2770 East Summer Street in Hartford, Wisconsin, and ask for Jake. He'll tell you all the stuff, and he'll explain it to you in terms that you can understand. Go to Cannabloom Pharmacy or walk in the door and use code PSR. Get 10% off your purchase. They like us down there. We like them. Big things happening. Matt Ryan has a Bobby Bonilla-type clause in his contract. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? As part of the Colts trade to acquire him, his agent negotiated a new contract that included a $12 million guarantee in 2023 that was not in his previous contract, and he remains entitled to the $12 million regardless of what he decided to do. He decided, or they decided, to part ways. So he can just cash that 12 schmill and sit on the couch if he wants. Is there a place for him in the NFL right now? I don't know. What do you think, Angela? It's a mystery like mankind. <laughs> I think he should sit on his ass and collect his money. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think there's a place for him in the NFL. And that's unfortunate. His his resume is he's an MVP who blew one of the worst Super Bowl leads of all time. Yeah. And he's a good quarterback, but he, he doesn't have any gas left in the tank. I don't even think he's backup quarterback material. I mean, of course he is. He's, he's good yeah. enough, but... Is he better than you love? Know, this... No. No. Okay. No. There's your answer. How old is he? 36, 37, we'll call it. You know, I, I it's sad, but yeah, I mean, he's Philip Rivers in that last year. Pretty yeah. rough. Got benched twice last year. In my mind, they're the same guy, essentially. Yeah. Speaking of the same guy. Philip's got a lot more kids. Yeah, Philip's got a pile of kids. Um <laughs> Here's an interesting. He's, he's like the religious kind of guy that doesn't cuss and has 13 kids and they're all homeschooled. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they moved the team to LA, he stayed in San Diego and probably is a boy scout hours. troop leader. <laughs> probably. There's an Eagle Scout or two in there. Yeah, there, there is. Oh, <laughs> uh, inclusive. There's like, there's like 16 of them. So. <laughs> yep. He's Good. got a full baseball Gosh. team. Inclusive powerlifting. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? A Minnesota state court has ruled that USA powerlifting must permit transgender athletes to compete. Transgender powerlifter J.C. Cooper, a male who identifies as female, sued in state court in 2021 after USA powerlifting sex segregation policy barred him from competing against women. It's cool. They, they later refer to this person as her in the article. So I find that interesting. The court found that organization's policy violated the state anti-discrimination law. USA powerlifting president Larry Mayo denounced the court's, the court's decision, pointing out that males have a particular advantage over females in weightlifting. You think? <laughs> he said our position. Mostly weightlifting, been, huh? Yeah. Not swimming First, or. 
Okay. There's some straight. Well, this is just this is just his sport he's talking about, I suppose. Okay. He said our position has been aimed at balancing the needs of cis and transgender women whose capacities differ significantly in purely strength sports. This poor guy has to talk about this like it's a like it's a thing. We have received a summary judgment decision from the court finding us liable for discrimination. We respectfully disagree with the court's conclusions. We are considering all of our options, including appeal. Eric, two sports that are, it just should be the most fucking common sense. Weightlifting and fighting. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How do you quantify that in your head and not think that there's a difference between men and women when it comes to I don't know how combat sports ever got the okay from anybody. I could tell you right now, I've met Angela twice. I know right I now take that if, if we <laughs> went and bench pressed, I would bench press more. If we went and squatted, she would squat more. This is the difference between males and females. Like if you right. don't work out our upper body, their lower body, right? Right. Yeah. Like I, I mean, that's pretty general. So I could tell you this. If me and Angela got into a bench press competition, it would not be fair. Right. No, it would not. Even if we were the same age yeah, and, and we worked out the same every day. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair. We ate the same food every day. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a structural thing. Um, Cooper, our weightlifter, was unmoved by such arguments, seeing her legal challenge as part of a broader movement enshrining protections for the LGBT community. To beat girls at weightlifting, this is your brave mission. <laughs> this is how you're making progress for the movement. Yeah. Jesus, I don't understand how the these people are at the same time preaching women's, you know, equality, independence, equality. You know, the wage gap, this and that. Meanwhile, they're just stomping on girl, little girls' sports and women's sports. They have absolutely no respect. Because a couple of, because a couple of people have to compete in their sport and they refuse to play as a boy. Now we all have to kowtow to that. And now these girls have to, I don't understand it. This is, I I almost take a laissez-faire approach to this. Let them, let's, let's let this play out and let's see how mad every, every parent gets. Let's see how stupid we can get it. Let's see how lopsided and ridiculous we can make these competitions to the point where let's give them what you want. But, um, you know, don't come complaining to me when every parent of all the swimmers and the power lifters and all that, they they, they hate you. They're going to hate you because you're manipulating this. I think a lot of the adults in the room are not understanding the level of comp, like what competition is to men. There's a lot of men that will pretend, pretend to be girls to fucking win people. And I've been, you know, I've, I get, I've I get scratched by a pretty good living in the WNBA. I've sort of made a decision to engage people in conversation about this. When I see people talking about it and the, the prevailing opinion is they would never do that. Boys would never do no. that. They would never pretend to be a girl to win at sports. <laughs> She's doing it right it, now. Yeah. It, well, I guess from I my perspective, I haven't talked to anybody who is for this. Right. I, anecdotally, the normal people you talk to that aren't screaming on Twitter or whatever, nobody wants this. 
nobody thinks it's fair. Like it's the elephant in the room. Everybody's too afraid to mention it because it's politically charged. Mm-hmm. And we don't nowadays, when you say something, you don't know what's going to get dug up in two, three, four, five, ten 10 years. And yeah. then you lose your job over it. Like people are operating out of fear, but the reality is nobody is on board with this other than the 1% that want to win. And I, I would say realistically, there's a couple people that they truly are transgender and want to do this. Mm-hmm. That's we don't we don't make rules for the one percent. That's just exactly. not how successful societies work. Thank you, John. And I that feel- is such common sense talk right there. Just straight up. Yeah, like, it's- I, I get it. I mean, I I truly think there are people who are born in the wrong body and they want to mm-hmm. compete. And well, sympathy I, to you, but the, our I world agree, is not man. set up for the one percent. We can't. I feel bad like for that. them because no, you there's have all to, these. At this point, you have to open up a third. Category, or just say, you know what? I'm. I was born a man. I feel like a woman, and I'm going to wear a woman's suit racing against men. I would have much more respect for that. So much than this whole movement that has now led to uh, just the actions that are taken on kids and in the weird, uh, I don't know, secondary uh, discussions we could have about transgenders that I'm not equipped to talk about, but. It's just leading down a path that is beyond our comprehension. Well, and I'm just going to say, too, like this starts all of this starts and started way back in the day. I remember when my brother wrestled when I was little and he was very little. Let's say it's 35 years ago or something. And there were little girls wrestling against little boys. And that really isn't fair or good or right either, because you know, that's a traditionally a men's sport. Like it wasn't women's wrestling or girls wrestling. It was like boys wrestling or whatever. And they could get hurt also. Like it's, it, it goes from one end to the other and it's not really safe either. I'm just saying. And I mean, and you take it to fighting, that gap is a huge chasm when you're talking professional fighting, 135 pound, male versus 135 pound female. Uh, I mean, I I guess there could be a woman who her walking around weight is 150 pounds and she can cut down to 135, but that's, it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, It's not fair. I mean, it's a shame that we're letting men fight women. I'll just leave it at that. Wrestling's a little bit different too. I mean, if you got a girl who's a really good wrestler and the like my nephew had to wrestle a girl it's embarrassing it's really embarrassing for a guy nobody wants to hear that because nobody gives a shit about men's feelings nobody gives a shit about boys feelings uh just ask any guy you know um like they don't give a shit if he's uncomfortable wrestling a girl right and they should be and that's not right like i don't care boys have had it too good for too long grabbing a chick or somewhere around her leg or where her yeah. No matter how big or tiny they might be, like that's stuff's not right. Now's the perfect cue for getting a boner because right. I, I know for a fact if I were 14 right. and you can get a boner at the slightest breeze, if I'm wrestling a girl, that's my number one fear. Yeah, you're wearing a you know what? The only thing you know what? The only thing I am worried about is getting a boner. That's and as crass as that sounds and as silly as that sounds, that's a real thing. I'm sure every guy that wrestles a girl is like, please, God, do not let me get yeah. I think we covered it. Here's a nice pal cleanser. The Oklahoma Fishing House. I saw this yesterday. I was talking to Coach about it. 
Paul Phillips of, oh boy, I forgot how to pronounce it. Skiatook? Skiatook? S-K-I-A-T-O-O-K. Skiatook? Skiatook? Yeah. Skiatook. Skiatook. Anyway, <laughs> he's a big fisherman. What happened? He's an older... <laughs> He's an old retired guy. He just wanted to spend his days catching bass and cracking cold ones. Who could blame him? The only problem was all the good fishing spots were like an hour away. And then he went fishing and this guy ran up on him and told him he couldn't be fishing there. So he said, never again. He went ahead, built himself an 18, 1,850 square foot house, basically on a pond. He rented out the equipment, dug a massive pond, put in some cement pillars and just built a house over it. Now he has a hole in the floor. It's like 10 by four that you just flip up <laughs> and you can catch them fucking hybrid bass all day or whenever. Probably not at night, but you get it. Catfish at night. Oh, that's a sweet. <laughs> it's Where, like it, 10 feet off the water, though. This is in Wisconsin, right? This has it's to in be in Oklahoma. Oh, you said Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. All right. I don't know how much ice yep. fishing they do in Oklahoma, but I feel like some Wisconsin that, red. That's not, that's not ice oh, no. fishing. It's just that he just lives over the lake and he opens okay. up the field and goes fishing. All right, you said house, and I immediately thought ice fishing. Yeah, is okay. Yeah, you're definitely no. from the Midwest. No. Yeah, permanent that, structure. That means. Way better than that. Yeah, I was having this a few permanent. logical complaints as well, but well, there's a guy in Oklahoma that copied this. I guarantee that, or a guy in Wisconsin that copied this. Gotta be. I saw it for, was for sale in 2019, so I don't know if he built a house with a river going through it and moved there or what. Maybe the novelty wore off. I don't know. Maybe he caught all the fish. When we make our pilgrimage down to Oklahoma, I'm going to have to catch some of these fishes. Some striper? Yep. Obligatory hockey talk. In recent weeks, rumors have circled that the NHL was looking to expand yet again. However, Commissioner Gary Bettman, hater of fun, said that isn't the case. He was asked about the expansion rumors at the league's annual GM meetings in Florida. I bet that's a good time. Seems uh, it's on their radar. It's not a priority. He said, quote, we're not in an expansion mode right now. There continues to be a number of people, entities, and cities expressing interest in having an NHL franchise where they don't have one. Well, yeah, if they had one, they wouldn't be asking to have one. <laughs> Places like Atlanta, Houston, Quebec. Oh, bring back the Nordiques. <laughs> but this is not really something, at least right now, that's anywhere close to the front burner for us. Yeah. Why are you focused on getting your sport on television? Oh, my God. For real. Yep. <sighs> Fill those stands. Yeah. Sheesh. Atlanta, Atlanta already had a whack at it with the Thrashers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forgot about the Thrashers. <clears throat> they don't talk about it down there. No. I lived I lived down there for a year. So and the guy had a a Thrashers poster in his uh, cubicle. And there was a whole story behind that that once he started telling it, I was like, all right, I, I got I gotta fuck off and go do, do something else. <laughs> well, sorry, bro, I'm out. <laughs> all right, well, uh, okay, see ya. Um, but yeah, I, why would you not be for expanding? Because especially in the NHL, the expansion team gets just cherry players, and they're good yep. the next year. Look at Vegas. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, but also Houston's already too long. <laughs> I could see Houston, not Atlanta. I don't know where else would you would you drop them? Boise. I feel like Boise would have some hockey fans. They would go nuts for yeah. hockey. I bet. 
Bam. Yeah. Do they? They don't Beautiful have a team backdrop. in Utah. They need to go Pacific Northwest Mountain region. Yep. Closer That's to right. the Great White North. Yep. Portland. Well, Portland's burned to the ground, but Oregon wouldn't be a bad spot. Ole Miss hired Chris Beard. That's the thing about beards. You can get rid of them, but they always come back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, uh, you know, restricted his wife's airway. Texas <laughs> thought that was a problem. Ole Miss said, I'm sure you've. What, did you talk to a counselor? Yeah, you're good. What, you didn't mean it? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay, we're fine then. Yeah. Ole Miss. SEC, cool with scumbags this calendar year between uh, Alabama basketball and Ole Miss. Yeah. Really taking heat off Lane Kiffin. Yeah, (laughs) for real. Now's the time you need eyeballs on him because nobody's watching him. Now's when he's really getting the McDonald's bags. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) He's got so many burner phones texting freshmen in high school (laughs) trying to get them to commit. Yeah, <laughs> texting their mom with the other phone. Your right, right. Hey, uh, what's your mom's number? What? <laughs> <laughs> Is your dad around? Yeah, <laughs> notice just a uh, one car in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> you got a family photo? What? Yeah. Uh, that looks dated. What's she up to? <laughs> oh, the city of Newark has been scammed. Earlier this year, Mayor Ross Burka invited what he thought was the Hindu nation of Kailasa to Newark City Hall for a cultural trade agreement. Well, that's nice. They're going to be sister cities like Venezuela and the good people of Pawnee. Here's the problem, though, because, of course, I'm not telling you about this because they cut a ribbon and had some drinks. Oh, no, I'm telling you about this because Kailasa is not a real place. Fuck, even my free spell checker on Microsoft knew that's not a real place but the city of newark or should i say not one resident in the city of newark did a simple google search to see what this kailisa place is about which raises other questions were they just going to go into this ceremony knowing nothing about their sister city they did no research at all how disrespectful is that but it turns out it was just a complete scam these people were there with like uh fancy garb you know head stuff on their head big jewelry it was it was wild i don't understand what they had to gain is this just yeah. a joke was was money exchange yeah, is there like get, what's the scam part do they yeah. get state aid or anything I, this is a long con that's a long walk for a short drink of water really yeah because i'll be honest if there's no money or anything and i'm the mayor of newark i'm rubber stamping that because i got other things to do right <laughs> Sure. So if you're a sister okay, city, okay, <laughs> they were supposed to be, was it down in South America where the city was supposed to be at? Uh, and they were Hindu. It was a Hindu city in South America. <laughs> that, is that not a red flag? Okay. Anyways. So, <laughs> so if you're a sister city, do you get to go down to right South America and be like, no, bro, we're, we're a city. Like that, yeah. we have a sister city. We're such right. a city like in the USA. Yeah. I, Right. I've never understood. Maybe that's just a, a big government con because uh, Chicago has yeah, a sister city. A government con, for sure. <laughs> Chicago has a sister <laughs> city, on, and I only know that because every time I would take a flight and then take the blue line home, you would walk across that sketchy underground hallway with all the flags of all the sister cities. 
You know too much about sister cities. Right. You're being way you too Wakanda, another fake thing that's not real. Wakanda and. Well, point being, I know the city of Chicago has sister cities because if you go from O'Hare to the Blue Line and you take the sketchy underground tunnel, you see flag after flag after flag from the country that has the sister city of Chicago. So I would imagine. I always thought money was swapped back and forth and maybe a cultural exchange. Who knows? It looks like they just promote tourism, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not understanding what they had to gain from that. Okay. Well, so it was somebody, some bro dared some other bro. It was like a, you didn't eat enough wings, and I ate more wings than you did, and now you have to pretend. <laughs> yep. Well, based of off everyone. the photo and what they were wearing, if that's the case, then somebody's gonna somebody's gonna out. face some repercussions on Twitter because there was some hardcore cultural appropriation. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I don't know which culture because they made it up. Right. Well, Hindu's they appropriated the fuck out of it because <laughs> it is intricate. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's some good news. Uh, Tarantino says his 10th movie is in production. All we know is the working title is the movie critic. This will be his 10th and final film. He's made nine if you count Kill Bill as one, which we all do because otherwise we'd be shorting ourselves one Tarantino flick. He's been on this 10 movies thing since 2012 at least. He says everybody's last few movies suck so he's just gonna quit before he does the shitty ones i guarantee you okay so it's his final movie he's a guy who notoriously puts a ton of blood guts gore and violence in his movie and it's called the movie critic so is he just gonna blow up every movie critic (laughs) as his his swan song it's just roger ebert head blown off (laughs) this is what you said about django unchained head blown (laughs) off I, uh, is that that much of a stretch? I I I don't think that's much of a joke. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I guess last November he was on Howard Stern and he said, "I'm going to make one more movie, but the thing is, I'm not in a hurry to do it. The business is unrecognizable. What is a movie today? It's just content on a streaming service. Did I do everything just to do that for my last movie? So I like how he took a shot at entertainment as a whole. It looks like this is going to be in the vein of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The the speculation is it's possible the story focuses on Pauline Kael, one of the most influential movie critics of all time, evidently. She died in 2001, was not just a critic, but also an essayist and novelist. She was known for her pugnacious fights with editors as well as filmmakers uh she got hired at paramount because of warren Beatty. evidently Mm. tarantino has deep respect for her making the odds of her being the subject of the film more likely they lined up the time frames and they think this is who it's about cool but who knows i'm sure it'll be good i like his stuff do you guys like his stuff or no yep oh yeah what's your what's your favorite tarantino movie it's tough it is tough i think uh, i think kill bill and pulp fiction are the two i'm trying to choose between yeah me too pulp fiction i think was brilliant but i really i jackie brown i love jackie brown Brown. i was just gonna say that those are my two probably i've seen a bunch of them and then only realized after the fact that it was tarantino Max Cherry, Cherry Bale Bonds. Yeah, that's great. I mean, (laughs) it was a great movie. So here's the thing: like when 
those movies don't exist so much anymore. We did see it with Top Gun. You, you Just the blockbuster, sit down, popcorn movie. You enjoy it. It gets wrapped up nicely in a nice bow. It's not so weird. It's not the way of water. It's not Avatar, which is pretty hard to conceptualize. Mm-hmm. It's just a good sit down, enjoy it. You put it on on a rainy day. Tarantino more or less makes that style of movie. And that's what's that's what he's talking about. He, it's not yep. just this. Yeah. It's not a 10 series binge thing that Netflix right. drops. It's because he'd always... probably write an insane uh, TV script, but uh, he's more of a, a movie writer. Yeah. There aren't too many guys like him. I mean, you have the mm-hmm. Coen brothers, a lot yeah. of people, okay. Paul Thomas Anderson, but those guys, they don't turn out movies every year. They turn out movies every three years. So right. um, yeah, he's kind of, his are always have layers, like beautiful, beautiful layers. And I really loved once upon a time in Hollywood too. And just because, I mean, when I was like watching the movie, I'm like, there's acting within acting within acting, like all the parts that mm-hmm. um, Leonardo DiCaprio played. He played an actor. He was an actor playing an actor who was playing an actor. It was yeah. Awesome. yeah. So cool. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I Tropic Thunder. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. He went full Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'll probably be his best. I, I bet it's one of those things where he's been working on since 1991. And he yep. just has this year mark as his last one. And I'm sure we'll see a uh, movie critic's head get blown off. excellent i like death proof too with kurt russell that was good where he was stuntman mike (laughs) (laughs) texas warns students not to go to mexico on spring break they say based on the volatile nature of cartel activity and the violence we're seeing there we are urging individuals to avoid travel to mexico at this time that's what the texas dps said they understand many people do travel to Mexico without incident, but stress that the serious risks cannot be ignored. So go to Lake Havasu <laughs> or Daytona or what's the one in Texas? Corpus Christi. I don't know. I'm not cool. I didn't Galveston. Shore. That's the one I was thinking. Beautiful of. Galveston. There's got to be what? 17, 18 country songs about Galveston, Texas. So it must they can be just be banger. really safe and go to Branson. <laughs> go to yeah. Branson and see a show. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's scary. The stuff that the cartels are doing and and look, not to get to political, but the borders being what they are now and such a hot topic. Uh, I mean, the cartel just murdered some innocent people not too long ago. You would oh, think yeah. it'd be common sense, right? Yeah. What a couple of people went down there for some kind of discount surgery and got kidnapped and killed. Yep. It used to be a thing to people living in Southern California to go down to Tijuana, but it's yeah. not getting any better. That, that whole situation is just rough. No. Maybe that's where Shaquille O'Neal is, Tijuana. Nobody can find Shaq. Uh, they've been trying to serve him for the FTX trial after <laughs> endorsing FTX multiple times. Shaq has now disassociated himself with the organization and has been accused of evading the law. This comes after the company recently announced that 8.9 billion in customer funds was still missing. Uh, Shaq signed as an ambassador of FTX last year (laughs) and was readily involved in the promotion. 
Uh, he's now being sued for allegedly inducing customers to invest their funds in the now bankrupt company, wow. which boy, that sounds like it has some merit. However, attorneys have recently alleged that Shaq is potentially hiding in his home to evade the charges against him. I bet he has a big fucking house. Wait a minute. We know somebody else who did this and the story just went away. Remember? Yeah. The people who handed out weed at trick or treat. They just ignored it. And his cops looking left. through the blinds. Shaq, you can't hide, bud. You're the largest human on earth. They can't even find his lawyers. That's impressive. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you could just serve as legal counsel and that works, but they can't oh. find him. <laughs> oh, geez. I, I kind of feel bad because Shaq is a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's actually been a really good investor. He's been really good with his money and he always gives back to the community. And it sucks when, you know, some guy, some Pied Piper comes along with the new cryptocurrency and he, he seems a little too smart for his own good. You you buy into what he's saying. Uh, totally. I don't know. I have a lot less sympathy for Tom Brady, but I, I do kind of have sympathy for Shaq because he does have quite the reputation of not hurting anybody yeah, and, and not intending harm on anybody. Mm-hmm. He's a damn honorary sheriff. Yeah. I mean, how, I don't know how you hold somebody like that responsible if they're like a, like, you're like the, you're like the face of it. It's like doing a commercial. Isn't that how you look at it? I mean, if somebody was like, Hey, we're going to do this thing. We want you to be involved. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, I'm an interior designer. I don't know about investments, but it sounds good to me. Like I'll be positive about it. (laughs) How do you hold me responsible if I don't know anything about it? I agree with you because look at everybody that's doing like, Speaking of celebrity endorsements, like Steph Curry is doing endorsements for Subway. Um, if Subway yeah. contaminates all their food and gets sick, can you go after Steph Curry? Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's very similar. And, and also it's taking a little bit of the personal accountability out of somebody for their own money. Because every time there's an investment advice given, it's always speculative. And they, there's right. a million disclaimers. So if yep. you're blaming Shaq because you lost money putting it into FTX, <laughs> that's on you. I'm sorry. Best as, performance as does not shitty, ensure future results. Yeah, as shitty as the situation is, guys like Tom Brady, Giselle, all that. I mean, they weren't putting you in a sweat and squeeze room telling you to sign at the dotted line. Right. No. This isn't the boiler room, Vin Diesel, yeah. you know, yeah. manipulating people. It, it's just a celebrity endorsement. And if you're dumb enough to fall for a celebrity endorsement with your income and everything, that's on you. I'm sorry. You uh, earned it. One thing left, the master's dinner. When you win the master's, the tradition is you get to choose the menu and pay for the dinner the following year. I didn't realize they were also buying. Here's some of the past dinners. 2022 last year, Hideki Matsui, or Hideki Matsui. Nah, he's a former cup? player. Hideki <laughs> Matsuyama. He had sushi, sashimi, nigiri, yeah. yakitori, chicken skewers, miso glazed black cod, wagyu beef. Sancho Daikon Ponzu. I don't know what that is. It sounds delicious. Tiger in 2020 had Augusta Roll, which is sushi, steak, and chicken fajitas, grilled vegetables, refried beans, Mexican rice, pico de gallo. 2018, Sergio Garcia had international salad, Spanish lobster rice, and Angela Garcia's tres leches. 
trace leches is better than dose leches. <laughs> Sorry. I'm get out of bed for dumb. dose leches. I'm so cheesy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's such a power move to have your mom. I wonder if that's his mom or his or his wife. Either way, we're having her cake, not just some cake. Charles Schwartzel in 2012. He must be from South Africa. This is a weird one. He had a chilled seafood bar. So what is that? Just cold oh, shrimp no, and sushi. No. Uh, South South African barbecue of lamb chops, steaks, and South African sausages. And then something called Dauphinese potatoes. Dauphinoise? I don't know. D-A-U-P-H-I-N-O-I-S-E. It's a fancy potato. I've never met a potato I didn't like. So I guarantee I'd love the these. Vanilla ice cream sundae and strawberry shortcake. Zach Johnson, 2008, is my favorite. Here's the whole list. Iowa beef, Florida shrimp. <laughs> no dessert. What a cheap ass. Right? He's like, wait, I'm paying? Okay. Sleeve of Oreos. <laughs> yeah. Pez. Sleeve of Oreos. So wait, what was Scotty's? What wasn't his, like, steak? I have his menu right here. It's cheeseburger sliders served Scotty style, whatever that means, and firecracker shrimp and tortilla soup. That's your appetizers. I love a good tortilla soup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you have a Texas ribeye steak or a blackened redfish, if that's more your jam. Family style mac and cheese, jalapeno cream corn. Jalapeno cream corn. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm, That sounds like Mexican street corn, which is amazing yeah maybe he just calls it something less angelo what's a skillet cookie oh it's like a cookie monster i'm sorry what oh it's a regional uh it's every region has and every region calls it something different basically you have a pan you put cookie dough in it you bake it and then you put ice cream on top oh that's all we got you can disregard everything we just said if you want but i encourage you to I don't know. Share it amongst your friends. This is where we thank you, people. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We do appreciate it. We say it every time. We appreciate it every time. We encourage you to tell your friends. Share the show on the social media. Maybe send us one of those five-star reviews on Spotify. I do see that number getting larger. Join our Discord. It's my pinned tweet. I don't know if I have to send you all a personalized invitation, but if you send me your email, I will. Um, The Discord is always going to be my pinned tweet at PSR Host Guy. Go to Patriots Sports now. Find all of our stuff. Follow the show at Patriots Pod on Twitter and everywhere else. Share the show with all the cool people in your life. Until next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.